Welcome to Allworth State of the Industry Podcast. I'm Scott Hansen, uh, co-founder here of Allworth and uh, co-CEO as well. And we're excited that you're taking a little time to join us today. We're going to do a couple things today. One is we just signed a, an agreement with Lightyear Capital where they will be our our financial backers, our majority owners of uh, Allworth Financial and controlling interest of Allworth. So I want to talk a little bit about that and why we chose Lightyear and and also just a bit about the private equity, what it means in our space right now. And then uh, the latter part of the podcast here, we're going to be joined by uh, a couple of advisors who have just chosen to, to be part of us. Pathways Financial Partners is the name of the organization, and uh, Brian Murphy and Blake Devilar are both going to be joining us and kind of telling us um, why they chose Allworth. And um, I think you'll find that informative because it's uh, – at a time in their careers where um, looking at the firm, looking at what would be best for the future. Um, it wasn't it wasn't something about they looked at how do we sell this firm and go retire. It was really about finding the right kind of partners going forward. So I think you'll enjoy that uh, conversation. But here we are. Uh, I'm recording this uh, latter part of October, and uh, we had just fi- finalized an agreement with Lightyear Capital. Uh, we couldn't be more pleased with our new uh, financial backers. Our firm, Allworth Financial, we were formerly known by Hanson McLean Advisors and uh, Scott Hanson, Pat McLean, um, myself, Scott. <laughs> we founded that uh, 27 years ago. And about three and a half years ago, we were looking at our growth. We were growing. We wanted to continue to grow. And we were at a point where we, we knew that if we didn't find some someone to partner up with, to help us in some areas, that we were never going to have any real significant growth. That was kind of the bottom line. And we wanted to grow faster than, than our own uh, capital could afford us to. And we looked at a variety of different options and ended up uh, selling a majority stake to uh, Parthenon Capital Partners. And Parthenon's been great financial uh, partners for the last uh, just over three years, not only uh, on the financial end, helping us with both equity as well as some debt investment, but in in helping us evaluate different things. I, I've often said that I feel like I've got a, a team of smart consultants with uh, access to capital. I mean, that's really what it's been like. And so... Uh, since we did the um, put the deal together with Parthenon just over three years ago, we've uh, completed uh, 11 transactions, um, and um, uh, we've grown from just over two billion under management to about 10 billion under management over that time. So it's been a phenomenal run with them. And then we had, we hit a, a point where, just for a variety of reasons, we thought it might be a good time to to look at some other options as far as capital partners going forward. Um, we think our opportunity in growing, uh, it's really about, in order to become a national firm, we're, we're, we're on this journey of becoming a national firm where where if you've got an Aunt Sally who lives in Sarasota and she reaches out and says, I'm going to be retiring soon, who should I talk to? You can say, talk to Allworth Financial. Uh, right now, the, the, there's no national firm that ex- exists. There's some great advisors at the national firms, but you wouldn't refer somebody to one of those big advisory firms because you didn't you wouldn't know what kind of advice you're going to get. We we're in a process of having a very consistent client experience regardless of where that client re- resides and so we're we're growing that way in part uh, through our organic uh, machine we've got a great marketing machine but also through finding other like-minded advisors who want to join us on this journey right and so that's that's the people that have joined us this far and we'll be hearing from one of those the latter part of this podcast but with that, uh, by having a new capital partner, it just gives us some additional capital to continue growing in that in that, that realm, as well as um, uh, a kind of a longer-term perspective. And along with Lightyear, we've got another capital uh, backer, Ontario Teachers Pension Plan. 
which is a, a couple hundred billion dollar uh, firm out of um, uh, Canada. They specialize, they, they, they manage uh, teachers' pensions, and they've got a great track record in the private equity space, and so they're going to be uh, partners with us as well. And we're just really excited about this. And the, the interest right now in private equity firms, I think what's happening it's really, if you think what's happened in COVID, COVID, and you look at the broad stock market as a whole, there's been a bit of bifurcation, right? So those companies that can do well during this pandemic, those that with recurring revenues, we've seen some of those companies, those stock prices have been bid up, and companies that that can't do well during this time have, have kind of languished. And and so we've seen advisory firms, kind of the prices of our firms bid up a bit. Uh, but also, if you look at private equity, They've raised a lot of capital over the years, and particularly as of late, they've got a lot of dry powder, so to speak. They make commitments to their investors that they'll go out and find investments, and then it's up to them to go find investments. And the longer they go without finding investments, number one, uh, they're not they're not able to draw that capital from the people they just raised the money from. And number two, they're not earn, earning any fees yet. So they, they need to get this these dollars uh, deployed. And so they're out there looking for opportunities. And frankly, there just aren't a lot of kind of platform sized firms in the registered investment advisory space, but they tend to all really like our space. So there's tremendous amount of interest in our, in our um, industry right now. And I think that bodes well for the industry. I don't see it going away anytime uh, soon. I think we're going to continue to see interest from that. And I think our business models, what we do, our fiduciary approach um, is, um, is a winning model for for everybody, and um, uh, so I, I think we'll see continued interest there. But there's a lot of interest in, from private equity in our space that'll continue to be our space. And for those partners that have joined us in the past as as equity owners, when 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 Pat McLean and I sold a majority stake to Parthenon, uh, we retained some of some equity ownership and sold a majority stake. And when partners join us. They do something similar. They sell. We, we buy a majority of their organization. They take a minority stake in, in our firm and Allworth, and then they get to participate as shareholders. And um, it's been a it's been an extremely attractive um, run the last few years. And if you'd like to get some kind of more specifics on on what it meant for some of these other partners, we'd be happy to to share those with you if you reached out to us independently. If you're if you're thinking about what it might mean to you for you to be part of someone like Allworth, but that's that's kind of at least our approach to things. And um, we're excited, really excited about about Lightyear. They've had tremendous experience in our industry, um, uh, and I. Um, I feel I'm going to have some some new ideas as well, as well as some great people to work with. We'll miss our, the people we've worked with at Parthenon because uh, I've considered them. Uh, some of them have become friends because it's been a great, it's just a great business relationship and a great group of people. So our experience thus far with private equity has been extremely good, um, and um, we're excited about uh, Lightyear. So we're going to talk now with um, the founder, and I guess you can think of it as the second generation advisor of uh, Pathways Financial Partners in Tucson. And Pathways is the latest firm to be part of the Allworth Group. I think this is our 11th acquisition, although I don't like the term acquisition because I think for us it's really about finding the right partners. Our um, people who join us are all, all become equity owners in the organization, and we are building a national firm out together. So it's good to have um, Pathways Financial Partners joining us. And with us today is our guest. Uh, we've got Brian Murphy, the founder of Pathways, as well as uh, Blake Davilar, who is an um, advisor with them as well, kind of a second generation. And I thought it'd be good to hear a little bit of their perspective of how they grew the organization to where it is today and and why they chose 
all worth at this particular period of time. So, Brian and Blake, thanks for taking a little time to, to join us today. Scott, thank you. We uh, appreciate you having us. We're looking forward to the uh, conversation. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. Really excited about the future. Yeah, and it's such a strange time, right? Because uh, <laughs> this our, our, our entire conversations took place in the midst of COVID, and we've met uh, via Zoom and virtually, but it's not the typical where we're out in the Tucson offices, you're out in our head office in Sacramento, and it's, it's just a different time. Yeah, it's, uh, it certainly was one of the catalysts uh, for me, Scott, as I, uh, you know, worked my way through this maze of, of the right partnership, and uh, which I'm sure you know uh, began last fall and uh, almost 12 months later, you know, ended up in our uh, partnering with Allworth. But uh, COVID certainly um, uh, was, was in the background as a, a motivator and a catalyst for, for finding the right partner. And Brian, why don't you give us, you originally started, I think you were with Merrill Lynch or one of the wires back in the day, right out of... Yeah, um, you know, uh, back in the, uh, in the, the, the dinosaur era, um, I actually, uh, you know, entered the business in 1985 with Merrill Lynch and, uh, you know, worked for large firms for a number of years and uh, founded Pathways in May of 1998. And, uh, you know, really to escape all the conflicts of interests that are so prevalent um, in the large broker dealers, uh, you know, undisclosed uh, revenues and so on and so forth. And, um so you know, it, it it took me about 13 years to to kind of wake up to the to, to the wisdom of having an independent registered investment advisor to to serve my clients' interests, and uh, so that's that's uh, what happened in May of '98. And at that time, did you go pure RAA or were you with hybrid with a broker dealer? How was the structure? Yeah, we were we were uh, uh, duly registered, as yeah. they say, uh, in 1998. Interestingly enough. Uh, with a Sacro- Sacramento-based firm, uh, firm that was called uh, London Pacific Advisors oh, yeah. at the time. Um, really good people and, you know, uh, really good relationships there. They've since gone away and through several other uh, iterations, I think they're Mid-Atlantic, part of Mid-Atlantic Capital Group now. Um, but yeah, we, we were uh, a, a hybrid firm for a number of years. And then did you at some point in time drop all the securities license and be pure RA? Yes. Uh, I think I gave up all my securities and insurance, et cetera, uh, you know, round numbers, let's say about 10 years ago. All right. And then just um, kind of ballpark, what's what's your age? I am 62, uh, but I'm, I'm still reading at the 65-year-old level, so I'm just trying to stay ahead. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but uh, – <laughs> So it's it's just I think the average I've read this somewhere Brian the average owner of an advisor firm is sixty four years old so a lot of folks just just about like you and then Brian uh, how long have you been part of the organization? Well, I think the, my name is Blake, but I'm yeah, sorry I, I was just talking to Brian. My, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> you know the double B's get a lot of people, Scott. Don't feel too and bad. And my son's named Blake, so I should remember that. But. <laughs> Yeah, I've been here about five years, Scott. Started as an intern in college and have since been working here full-time for about three years now. Okay, good. And you're a certified financial planner now, right? So you worked on that 
Um, and is a lot of your job kind of helping the, the firm's clients and, and helping with Brian as uh, help with the workload and the, the planning aspect and whatnot? Yeah, that's exactly it. I'm usually knee deep in financial planning matters, uh, running the different softwares that help us uh, analyze different aspects of one's financial life and, and big picture and do a lot of the trading around here and kind of support the, the back office functions as well as meet with clients face to face. So it's really a, a team effort here, which I truly enjoy um, and uh, just really excited about the partnership with you guys and I think the, the doors that it's going to open up for us here from a growth standpoint. Yeah, well, we are excited as well, Blake, and um, I always enjoy um, uh, I, I enjoy young people on the team as they're watching them grow and the excitement of their career, and uh, I think it's a really whatever a key thing. Well, actually, it's I'm I'm mid fifties, and it's one of the things I enjoy the most now about my job. It's watching people grow in their career. It's a, a lot of fun, and it's one of one of the great things about being part of a larger organization to get to know other people and watch them with their careers. And it's interesting. So you've got a couple employees as well, and you're probably like so many other financial advisory firms across, at least fee-based advisory firms across the country that, um, you know, right? So here, Brian, uh, early 60s, not ready to retire, but kind of looking like what's the next chapter going to look like in the organization? Um, t- tell me about the process the last few years of, as you thought about succession planning and all that stuff. Great question. Uh, so, you know, obviously you, you wake up one day and you look in the mirror and uh, <laughs> you, you, you go, you know, I, I'm not that young guy anymore. And uh, you start thinking about, you know, um, what's the right choice in the future for me, my family and my clients. Right. And, you know, clients are paramount. And uh, really, the what, what the started all this uh, rolling was. Um, looking at outsourcing uh, our back office. And we talked to a number of uh, firms that specialize in outsourced back office. And as, as we, you know, began to scratch the surface, it, 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 and Blake was fully part of those discussions as well, it, it seemed to us that, you know, number one, it was uh, expensive. Uh, and number two, uh, it was very difficult to find a firm that was aligned with our investment philosophy and our values, and uh, you know, as a company, company values. And you know, we we put a, a, a very high value on um, the importance of the client and serving them, and you know, unequivocally uh, putting their needs a, ahead of our own. And uh, also, you know, our investment philosophy. We are. Uh, more DFA and factor-based. We've, you know, migrated over the last several years to a mix of primarily, you know, BlackRock, Vanguard, and DFA, predominantly DFA. And for us, it was uh, critical that we find a partner that allowed us to continue our investment philosophy and had similar values in terms of the people that were working within the organization and, you know, the importance of things like families, putting the client's uh, interest first, uh, and having more resources and a deeper bench to uh, access in order to serve our clients in a better way. And did you talk with, did you get in deep conversations with a number of firms, kind of scratch the surface with a number of firms? Did you hire an independent uh, uh, consultant or a banker or what was that kind of process like? 
Well, we um, did have a we, – we certainly put feelers out with uh, somewhere between a dozen and 20 firms and had conversations with a number of them. And, you know, as I'm sure you know, Scott, it, it becomes evident pretty quickly whether or not there's any there's reason a fit. to have a <laughs> yeah, second right. conversation. Yeah, c- correct. And um, I would say we really narrowed it down to two finalists – and uh, that being, you know, Allworth and, and, and another firm. And, and really, the, the thing that was toughest for us with the other firm um, was a, a, a pretty serious dichotomy in, in the uh, in investment philosophy. And um, so, you know, that uh, Allworth's uh, embracing of, you know, factor models and index models was critical for us. And then also the, you know, the, the, the great job you guys do with marketing played in uh, heavily as well, because that really, you know, shows up as a, a big benefit for Blake in the future. Yeah. And when well, you guys are you guys are are still growing and unlike a lot of firms that um, aren't growing and you do marketing, you you do a podcast and um, yep. quite a bit as far as um, trying to grow their overall organization. And, and, and so I think we just. Uh, you, we just signed our agreement less than two weeks ago, I believe it is, and scheduled to be formally closed um, December 1st, November 30th, something like that, being part of the organization. Yep, um, correct. What are you excited about and what are you nervous about? Oh, I, I, I think, you know, uh, and, and I don't want to take the words out of Blake's mouth, but I, I think, um, you know, my favorite thing to do is not negotiate a new copier lease. <laughs> or, uh, you know, as, as, as you said so much throughout this process, it's not your unique ability. Yeah. <laughs> it is not my unique ability to negotiate the new sh- shredder company contract either. Um, and, you know, the compliance piece, honestly, Scott, as, as I'm sure you know, has become overwhelming. The cybersecurity piece is, you know, incredible. Shopping E&O insurance on an annual basis is a daunting task. Uh, all those things that you have to do that are not client-facing, those are the things I'm most excited uh, about getting rid of. And I'm, I, Blake needs to chime in here, too, because he's losing some stuff. But I'll answer the second part of your question. What I'm most excited about is being able to spend more time with my clients and do what I feel like I do best, which is lish, listen to them closely, you know, share ideas and offer solutions. And that's what I'm excited about. I get back to, I get to go back to, to my roots, which is just helping clients. And do you plan on, uh, what's retirement look like for you? You're 62. Some would say, why don't you retire now? Um, well, uh, you know, heretofore I've said to many people that I, I don't plan on retiring for a long time and I still feel that way. So, you know, we, we have a, a good little niche, let's say, with uh, attorneys uh, here in Tucson. We have quite a number of them for clients, um, some of whom are well into their 70s and even a couple in their 80s, and they do a great job and they're practicing. Now, does that mean that they work five days a week, eight hours a day? Yeah, yeah. No. They're selective about, you know, the, the new clients that they take on, but the observation, and this is purely anecdotal, the observation I would make is that they are some of the sharpest people in their 70s and 80s in our book of business. And I think that keeping your head in the game and staying sharp 
uh, is really critical and it's, it's a priority for me. So I want to be able to work as long as my brain is fully functioning. I want to have uh, the ability to serve my clients. But having said that, you know, anything can happen at any time. And uh, that's why it's great to have Blake, uh, you know, down the hall ready to take over for our clients. And we share the same investment philosophy and values. Um, so, Blake, what, what are you excited about uh, uh, going forward and what are you excited to get rid of? Yeah, sure. Thinking back, Scott, uh, a few years ago when I came on full-time, uh, our trading operation was mostly done in spreadsheets. Um, and since then, we've transitioned over to some great software. We use primarily iRebal from TD Ameritrade, um, and, and that's really um, enhanced our uh, process and operations when it comes to trading and rebalancing. So that's a, a big part of my responsibility right now, and I'm looking forward to uh, stepping back from that uh, in the future with, with Allworth and uh, doing what I truly enjoy doing, which is talking to clients. And uh, I echo Brian's comments that, um, you know, what, what gets me excited every day is the opportunity to sit down with um, someone, typically a couple, and uh, get to help them get to a better place in their financial right. life. So I'm excited to be able to do that and focus more of my time um, pursuing those uh, uh, types of relationships. That's, well, we, and our goal is to help to support you to, <laughs> so that you're spending the absolute as much time as possible that and not doing other stuff. I mean, one of the nice things about um, uh, growing an organization is that we've got centralized operations in lots of areas, and we want our advisors in, in talking with their clients. I mean, that's maybe doing some planning on some complex issues, but it's most of the time should be communicating with a client or a, few, a potential client. Yeah, indeed. Uh, that's what, that's what we get excited about around here. Yeah. Good. And what do you ner- What are you guys nervous about? Uh, you know, how clients uh, will react to the change and, you know, there are certainly people who love the notion of, uh, you know, a small operation yeah. and the boutique feel and so on and so forth. And, you know, will you become institutionalized? Uh, will it diminish the uh, our relationship going forward in the future? And, you know, just convincing them that uh, it, it will improve and enhance uh, our ability to serve them because it's going to free up our time and give us the ability to spend more time on, as you mentioned, complex issues, et cetera. Uh, so that's, I think, you know, the, the concern is uh, the clients that are um, maybe nervous about the transition uh, and getting through that here in the next 30 days or so is uh, paramount. And then uh, on the backside, we're excited about everything else. No oh, good. <laughs> Uh, and you'll find, well, there's going to be quite a few clients that don't, they just don't like change regardless. So it wouldn't matter what you're doing. They're going to voice their opinion on it. Right. And you're going to get a few of those, but <laughs> we're, we're learning that I, I find what I found is, I mean, we, I mean, I look at Allworth in our, in the last three and a half years, we sold the majority stake to a private equity partner after 20 some years in the, in the same market. And so a lot of clients like, what the heck's this? And that's going to be terrible for me. And, and I, I just say, look, why don't you, you I'm, I'm not going anywhere. The team's not going anywhere. You can fire us anytime you want, but my advice would be, why don't you just stick with us and see how it goes? And if you feel that you don't like the changes, then make a decision at that point. But at this point, you're, nothing's really changing. Um, 
Uh, and then, of course, we changed our name and <laughs> from Handsome McLean to Allworth. A lot of people didn't like that. But I do remember I, I used to have a, a uh, my I used to serve my own clients. I had about 300 clients. This was years ago. Um, and as I transitioned those away to another a couple of advisors internally, a, a, a lot of people said, well, I don't like this. I hired you personally. And, and, and I, I, I mean, I appreciate the fact that that's not what they wanted, but I knew that they would be better served. Um, by making this change, I just didn't have the time to devote to them anymore, and and none of them left. Right? I mean, it maybe not, but it wasn't their first preference. But they didn't leave over it. And matter of fact, a lot of them continue to refer people to this day, so they're they're happy clients. And, and there's a you know there's a small chance people might like Blake better than they like me. You never know. <laughs> well, that might be good, <laughs> particularly for the uh, anyway. That'd be. It's uh, I, I tell you what, we are really excited. You guys are are joint, being being part of Allworth. I I. I, and I don't. I never want to retire as well. You, Brian, you mentioned you don't want to retire. I spent the last thirty years helping people go to the workplace to retirement, and I think many people go into retirement because they don't like their job, and they're, or they're stuck at a big company that they feel in a rut, and they just they they just can't keep doing what they're doing forever, and that's why they go to retire. And to me, life's about the journey. You only get to go go through here once, right? And uh, I would love to see, but not only our clients, but all of our our, our co coworkers, our partners, to have a, the kind of life where they can enjoy the journey along the way. And then if retirement is something they, they want to do, great. If not, great as well, right? I mean, um, uh, I think life's an interesting journey. And um, I think if you can get- well, I, I would echo a little of that by saying that um, the, the, when you say your coworkers, the people that we've met um, now, you know, going back probably nine or ten months ago, uh, you know, your key department heads and, and even some people, you know, that are now assisting us with this transition and all the paperwork. Um, some of the, you know, some of the finest people that I've met uh, in my 35 years in the industry. And, uh, you know, they all are great people, enjoy their job and positive, upbeat. That's the kind of culture that, you know, we've always strived to maintain here at Pathways and we see it uh, at Allworth. So, you know, we're we're excited to be in those shoes as well. Well, good. It's going to be a fun journey. I think that I think we're in the early innings still of a of a fun game of creating a national a national firm where we can people have a very consistent client experience, whether they're in Tucson or in Timbuktu. Um, that's what we're the process of creating. So, thanks for taking some time today, Brian and Blake. I'm glad you um, glad you're part of Allworth and looking forward to work with you and get to know you guys a little more too. Yeah, we we appreciate that too, Scott. Looking forward to it ourselves. Likewise. Appreciate All right. it. All right. Thank you, guys. Okay. Thanks. Well, if you want to learn more about Allworth Financial and what it might mean to partner with us, uh, we've got a special webpage, allworthpartners.com. And on there, you can read some more, read some testimonials of uh, some other partners that have joined us. There's some videos on there. There's some other blogs, uh, other podcasts to listen to, and I think you'll find it inform informative. We are growing as an organization. We are looking for people who want to join us. Obviously, it's got to be the right fit on both ends, but we'd love to have a conversation with you. So feel free to reach out, and we would, um, we'll go from there. So thanks again for taking time to be with us. You've been listening to Scott Hansen of Allworth Financial. This podcast has been brought to you by Allworth Financial, a registered investment advisory firm with the Securities and Exchange Commission.